Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. Well, I think that's principle one of practical happiness. Happiness is personal. So it depends, you know, it depends on who you are. So if you wake up with the expectation of, I'm going to win the lottery. Let's say you're going to like, I'm going to win one of those $100 million lotteries today. Well, statistically speaking, that may not happen. So your expectations may not get, you know, get met. And you could be a little disappointed if you were actually already buying your mansion, if you were going on on tours. So I, I think, it depends a little bit on what your expectation is, but I do also think that right. is that is about the situation and maybe who you are as to you know what works hmm. what works best for you, and you certainly need to do what works best for you in that situation. I know when um, so the first year my and, and my mom passed away like seventeen years ago now, so it's been it's been a long time. So I have hmm. no super big expectations, but everybody I says, well, the first year's the hardest and. Um, I was like 38 when it happened. So they say the first year's the hardest. So I remember like that Christmas it happened in September. So like at Christmas, I had zero expectations. Maybe I had negative expectations about it being this kind of normal holiday. And as I got, as I finished the holiday season, which I'd really wanted to just barricade myself for like three weeks and then come out in January, right. um, you know, I was like, well, that went better than I thought. And it's because I set my expectations low. Like it wasn't going to take a mm. lot to exceed them, but I set them really low. Right, and I had more happy moments than I than I thought I would because my mm. mother always spent a couple of weeks with me around Christmas. So I was like, okay, but that was that was a t- it was a time for me to set low expectations. Now most days I probably set like I just assume I'm going to have a good day. I wake up and I just assume. It's going to be a great day. I don't count on winning the lottery. So I do try to have that practical Mm -hmm. component. But in general, I also don't think something horrible is going to happen. Today sucked. I didn't win the lottery. (laughs) Yeah, it is disappointing when I go check my ticket. But um, (laughs) I still buy them. But I don't expect it. So so I do try to keep a practical, you know, element, but in general, I'm not thinking, oh, well, I'm going to talk to somebody today who's going to be annoying or, you know, I, or who's going to really poke my, poke my buttons. I mean, I wake up most days like, oh, it's going to be a pretty good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. What about, um, things like, um, happiness when it comes to setting large goals? I, you know, something in my head, I think about a, a lot is the idea of, achieving big things for some reason you think oh once i get to this point then i'll be happy because i'm making x amount of money or i've achieved this goal or i've done this then oh once i get there everything will be great you know um my friend you know making a movie for seven years you know he he talked about this a lot that he was like i have to enjoy the process before i get there because i know that that moment is going to be so fleeting when i finally put my movie out in the world it's it's not going to be 
this high that I ride for months. It's going to be all this work. And then a moment of like, Hey, I did it. You know? So like, how does that factor into happiness and our perception of like big goals and, and, and enjoying the journey and things like that? Well, I, I, I think happiness is usually, usually is the journey. So happiness, as I say, changes as we change. And I think having goals is great. We, if, but I think we have to make sure that it's personal and it's our goal, not, not say society's goal. Like just because your parents wanted you to mm, be a doctor yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that's going to make you happy. You have to know that that that's something you would want want to do. As I say, and I don't remember which chapter I say, it's it's you know sometimes say like getting engaged, the engagement ring isn't what makes us happy. It's the fact that we love somebody enough we want to build a life with them. It's that journey. Because in that journey, there's mm. going to be happiness happens too. So it's not like the reading or the wedding. Like those are fleeting. And, and yes, those can be happy moments. Those are part of our happiness. But the bigger part comes mm-hmm. from the journey. As uh, Dennis Yu, who's a social media expert, he, he's interviewed in the book. And he was talking about his different career paths. He did a lot with kind of became a big boy with Yahoo. And then he started his own agency. He said, now I'm at the stage, I'm mentoring other people. So again, a lot of times things are about stages, even with the big, the big dreams that, that we have. And so, you know, I'm all about goals. They need hmm. to be your goal, not your spouse's goal, not your kid's goal for you. Hmm. Maybe your doctor's goal if it's a health issue, <laughs> because they're trying to, they're trying to help you. <laughs> right. But, yeah. uh, but in general, it has to be your, and even ultimately your health issues have to be something you're doing it for you. You know, you have to say, mm. oh, I'm not going to eat fried French fries three times a day anymore. I, I have to let that go because I'm not playing football anymore. <laughs> and and I'm, if I keep doing that, I'm going to gain a million pounds and my cholesterol is going off the roof and I'll have a heart attack at 30. Um, so we, we have to, you know, take the, those things into account, but, but our, our, the big goals I think are good, but again, they have to be in that personal. So, if, you know, we all need a bucket list. I don't know. It has to have like a hundred items, but we all want to have these. It, even your bucket list doesn't have to be some huge goal. It could be, I just want to, like on my bucket list is I want to see the state capitals in all 50 states. So I want to see, I, I like history. I like all those pieces. Nice. So like, that's not like some, some whatever goal, but I do have my checklist. I do when I go to a state, I say, oh. Am I close to their capital so I can go see it? Oh, because that's, that's, that's a, it's a simple goal, but it's, it's still a goal. Yeah. So what are the, so the, the, the four, the four principles, can, can you, cause I know we covered two. What are the other, the other two? Well, okay. So happiness is personal. Happiness zappers are manageable. And in the book, we actually have like a whole zap map plan. Like you can see the graphs and charts and, there's a link to download all that. And then, but the third one is happiness changes as you change. So oh, let me, okay. both of you guys are not in your twenties anymore, right? That, that, no. That right, right? Okay. So what and, is and that? And now, now Ben's closer to 40 than he is to 30. So yeah. What's something that made you happy when you're 25? And the question is, does that still make you happy now that you're out of that decade? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'm trying to think even too, like what, what, like, I guess it's, I think what's difficult actually, as I'm thinking through this is I'm like, I don't know if I can define what makes me happy. Ben, what, what makes you happy? 
I like, it's not a, like if I, if I think about it, I'm like, wait a second, I'm a happy person. But then it's like, I don't know what makes me happy. Like, right. Like it's elusive a little bit. And, and when I, when I think about like doing something for myself and getting to this state of like, Oh, that's going to make me really happy sometimes. Yeah. Fleetingly. But then it's like, yeah. So it's, it, some of it is not about being comfortable. Maybe it is, maybe it's avoiding cl- conflict. Like when I'm stressed and I'm like, there are just definitely things that make me unhappy, but is happiness just the absence of things that make me unhappy? I mean, that maybe that's part of it, but then there's something else to it too. It's a good question. We're going deep, Mark. I feel like we're like, wait, what is my life? What does this all mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so I think about it and I'm like, all right, maybe in my twenties, well, I can think about this. Actually, I can think about something that makes me happy is, you know, when a good song comes on the radio and the weather's nice outside and you turn, you roll down your windows and you turn up the song and there's like cool, like breeze in your hair, your face. And it's just like, there's no problems and life is good. And I remember like when I was young and I first got my license and I was driving and I felt so independent and free. And it was like I had a six disc CD changer in my trunk and I could just load it up with some CDs and go on a drive. And that made me happy, you know? Yeah, I feel similar. Yeah, like riding my bike, got some music on or my one wheel or something like that. Or there's like this feeling of freedom and happiness. Sometimes it's like moments where you're like, oh my gosh, like it's a beautiful sunset and you're like sitting there with your family and it's quiet and you're looking over and I'm like, man, like what an awesome life, you know, like little moments like that sometimes. Well, yeah, like the other day when I sent you that video, cause I was like sitting there and it was like so beautiful and I was like, oh man, like life's good. And you know, I was like, ah, your birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. So those little moments you get to pause for a second, not too busy and you just get to appreciate what's around you. Pamela, what makes you happy? Well, I was going to say, think about that, like you said, in terms of, you know, happy is why I define it the way I do. Happiness is when you naturally feel good. So that can depend on the situ- you know, situations that have happened. Mm. Sometimes watching a sunset might yeah. kind of feel boring because if you've been in a alone space or whatever, and you'd rather be socializing with somebody, whether it's your spouse or your kids or, you know, your friends, you'd rather be a little bit more of a people to people situation because ultimately relationships do make us probably the happiest. Yeah. So I'd say for me, it really just my happiness is really sort of on the moment because I'm I'm pretty naturally happy. Um, I'm pr- I, I pretty much feel good most of the time. I don't I don't not, but it but it is in different degrees, it's, and that gets into our fourth principle. It's not always the same the same happiness or type of happiness. So I'll just give you this example for this principle, and it may relate to you guys or not. But I think in our twenties, we often think about that as this time. I don't in my twenties. I was going to happy hour after work, in part sometimes because you got free food with your drink. I go to happy hour. I'd get home. Sometimes I'd stay out too late, but I'd maybe get and get four or five hours of sleep. But I still have the office on time, and I'm still you know being productive and doing all my stuff. You know, somewhere in my 30s, that became a lot less appealing. Like if somebody's wanting me to be up till two in the morning, I'm like, well, you know, and if I had to be up at eight, seven, eight the next morning, I'm like. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Like, um, that's only six hours of sleep, but I'm like older now and I want, I want just a little bit more. Like my, my happiness wasn't associated yeah. with that. Like I might want to go to dinner with you, but I want to be home by 10. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm a night owl. So some people go, right. you're a night owl. And I'm yep. like, yes, I'm a night owl on my couch with a book watching Netflix. That's what I'm a night owl doing. I'm not out. <laughs> I don't want to be around a thousand people. Mm-hmm. So, or when we're four, do you either one of you have kids? Do y'all have kids? Yes. 
Yes, we yes. have mm-hmm. kids. I have three kids. Okay, you have three kids. Then we're at an age or we'll be at an age where they like to what? Paint on the walls, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like great fun for them, right? But unless you're an artist, <laughs> you probably are not painting, you know, hand painting on your walls. Uh, like I said, but when you're like four, that's super fun. Because again, our happiness sort of, sort of changes. So <clears throat> that's a little about that principle. So the principle you guys were kind of talking about, about like, hmm. what is happiness? So the society identified like over like 20 years ago, 31 types of happiness. And that is to, you know, when you talk about the chronically cranky person or the person who just is never happy, it's to kind of show them most of the time, they're probably a little bit more happy than they admit. Uh, I keep wanting to do a TED Talk pitch title called You're Happier Than You Think You Are. Um, now that might not help yeah, right for somebody good. like Mark, but, but for a lot of people, we just minimize a lot of our happy moments. So, I, you know, we obviously can't do 31 types of happiness on your show, but if your listeners and your audience want to go get um, our happiness tracker, it's at SOHP.com slash gift. So just SOHP.com slash gift. We also have an app uh, that they can, you can download the app and it's got all 31 types of happiness. But we, we say, hey, what about taking the last hour and see how many of these types of happiness you experienced? So some things might be as simple as being amused. Y'all have kids. They say amusing things. They do amusing things. Even if you've had a horrible day and you go home, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you spend just a little time with them, there will be something there in that conversation that's amusing. Totally. Like, that's just... Yeah, totally. They just see the world with no walls, no anything, and you're like, okay, this is this is, this is cute. I, I always like kid logic and, and amusement. Or go on YouTube, you can find a cat video or a cute little puppy video or ducks or whatever your thing is that's going to just, again, amuse you. Now, some people say all happiness is ingratitude, and we do know that if you feel grateful, that there is a happiness associated with that in our brains. But the key is you have to feel grateful and not just know you're grateful. So, you know, so we are going to all experience days that we're like not feeling the gratitude. But I think you can always go back to say something like being amused and find a tiny bit of happiness because sometimes happiness is really measured in feeling a little bit better than you felt the moment before. So it really depends on what the moment before was. Let's say you just had a car, you know, fender bender car accident, nothing too serious. Everybody's out safe, all that fun stuff. You're probably not standing there going, I mean, you're kind of grateful that, you know, nobody was hurt, but you're probably not thinking this is your best day. You know, by the time you get home, you're like, my insurance company and a body shop right. and deal with a rental. And you're just like, okay. So that doesn't mean an amusing moment can't happen. So maybe one did. And so that's where you find it. Sometimes we feel happiness when we feel valued. So that includes your customers. When your customers are feeling valued, they're going to come back and they're going to say nice things about you on social media and, and those types of things, feeling valued. The same thing about you with your teams. If your team members feel valued, whether they're a virtual team member, whether they're a person who's you know, not necessarily that you pay a full-time salary to. They're just more in that 1099 category. When they feel valued, they're feeling happiness because they feel good. So you always just have to think about those things about feeling good. I include content as a type of happiness. It's, I think, underrated, but I think it's a type, a type of happiness because if you can wake up and go, I wouldn't really make any major changes 
that's really a happy life, especially once you get to a certain point. Now, you don't want your recently graduate, college graduated uh, person living under, you know, in your basement playing video games all day. You want them to, you know, have a little motivation, a little excitement to go get a job. <laughs> like, you don't want them to be content doing that. But there's degrees. Sorry, Pamela, you just disappeared. Um, but we got, I do actually have some good takeaways. I would, wanted to ask her a few more follow-up questions, but uh, since we lost her connection, we can uh, at least go through our recaps here. So um, four principles you mentioned where happiness is personal, happiness zappers are manageable, happiness changes as you change, and happiness is not always the same. And then the recap that I had, I've had a few things I thought were super helpful. I really, it was interesting that a fake smile can actually trigger endorphins and trigger real happiness. I was like, huh, that's interesting. I'll have to try that. People might get a little creeped out at the office if they just see me smiling fakely to myself in my office, but I'll give it a shot. (laughs) Um, It's like, what has Ben doing? He's just staring at his screen, smiling at himself. He's trying to activate happiness. (laughs) I want to be more happy. It's like a robot trying to learn how to be happy. (laughs) Am I happy now? Um, smiling during sales calls can help you increase sales. That's pretty cool. Um, making sure your goals are your own and not Mm. society's goals. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, and sometimes happiness can be feeling just a little bit better than the moment before. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then the, uh, tending to minimize your happy moments and kind of, we are actually happier than we think we are. Uh, that's definitely true for me because even like, if you have a problem anywhere in your life, that's the thing that you think right. the most about and you don't recognize all the awesome yes. things that are happening. It's kind of like having yeah. a headache, you know, and you're like, oh, my head hurts. The next day for a minute, you're like, oh, I feel amazing because my head doesn't hurt. But then after that, you just kind of take for granted that you don't have a headache. Or it's like when you get a thousand positive reviews and then like one review is like right. a negative and you're like, oh, right. come on, you know, and then you're all disappointed. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah, I get that. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Pam, I was going to say Pamela's book. We should yeah, probably so she's back here, well. so we can maybe get her back on oh, and then great. close out the show. All right, sounds good. Pamela, I was going to ask you, um, where can we learn more about these thirty-one types of happiness? That's super intriguing to me. I'd love to learn a little bit more about, and then also I'd love to learn where we can find out more about your book as well. Well, if you just go to sohp.com, you can learn about the book. And if you scroll down everything happy, there's the 31 types of happiness and it gives you little descriptions. If you actually read the book, we have stories. I interviewed over 60 people for the book. So we have stories that, well, it might not be how you view, say, humor. Well, everything humor is, is different to everybody. But we, this gives you an idea of like, oh, this is humor for somebody. And this is what humor might look like for me or feeling value. This is what this might look like for, you know, for me. So it, it's full. It's called, you know, happiness is bigger, um, bigger than you think. So there's a lot. Like I said, the 31 types of happiness help you do that. The gift, SOHP slash gift, you can just download that counter. Or if you go to your app store, you can just go to SOHP. And there's a happiness counter there, which gives you those 31 types of happiness. And during August, which is Happiness Happens Month, we're going to be releasing a, a video of, of a story for each of the 31 types of happiness. So they'll be short, but share that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. You know, we, we like to uh, give an action item to our listeners on how they can implement the things that they learn on this podcast um, right away. And so if you give some advice uh, to to our folks on how they can improve their happiness starting next week, what would that look like? 
Well, I would say short of downloading the calendar, I tell everybody to do that because I think if you just read that list, it's going to start getting you to think different. It's going to really hit your mindset that, hey, wait a minute, there's a lot of different types of happiness, including like just feeling blessed or uh, celebrations. Those are some of the obvious ones, but relief. Relief is on the list. A lot of people don't think of that as a type of happiness, but mm. given like the story we discussed with your customer that was creating a little chaos, happened to Zappers for you, you're relieved when it's fixed. You felt good when it was fixed, so you were a little bit happy. So it can also be cleaning out a drawer. Or if you have a crying baby and the baby goes to sleep, there's nothing more relieved feeling and you're like, I'm so happy. I'm just not ever moving. I'm going to let the baby sleep. <laughs> because those are types of happiness. You feel better than the moment you did before. So, I mean, that would be the big one is to count more of those moments. But I think the second one is to really, when you have a challenge, instead of playing victim to it and feeling like a victim to it, Start retraining your brain to think of it as happiness zappers are manageable. And how am I going to manage this particular happiness zapper? And in the book, we tell stories from people who had everything from cancer to, and I didn't know when I was interviewing people what stories I was going to get on these different types of principles because I sometimes was just pulling them off my social media friends. <laughs> so unless they posted it, I didn't know, I didn't know their life. So like one of the stories was a woman, I think in her thirties who became a widow. And she starts telling me the story. I, I had actually met her from another friend and he had proposed to her and I went and took some pictures for him because he happened to be, the, I was in DC at the time and he happened to be there. And, and that's how I met her. And I had no idea she'd been married before. And I'm hearing this other part of the story. And so she starts telling her, her story. So the stories are very broad. So that would honestly be unhappiness as a zapper. They're broad in how people managed it. But how did they, how did people manage stress? How did they deal with fear? And not legitimate fear. If your house is burning down, call the fire department, get out. If somebody is abusing you, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, seek the proper, you know, proper actions. Do not put yourself in a date physically or emotionally unsafe situation. Most of our fears are here in our head. We're like, well, what if somebody doesn't like me? Or what if I'm not good if I try to learn how to play pool? Or what if I, you know, we, what if I don't have a big enough idea to be on a TED stage? Sometimes the happiness is, is trying. It's not necessarily in, in winning the gold, you know, the gold battle, the, the, the ultimate thing. It's in the trying. It's in the journey, like we talked about. Yeah. So fear. And then chaos. Chaos happens to everybody. And the annoyances, which are, I say, if you won't remember it a year from now, Go ahead and just, you know, put it in the God box. Don't let it have your happiness. Blow bubbles, go kickboxing. Whatever you do for your release, everybody does something different. Whatever you release, let it go. Because like I said, it's, it's an easy question. Will I remember it a year from now? Answer no. Just, okay, just move on. You know, it's maybe it's, you got mad at your spouse. Well, like I said, but you're not going to remember this argument a year from now because it's over socks on the floor or something. It's just, you know, so don't let it ruin a whole day for you. Um, right. that's, that's, um, those would be my two biggest tips is like I said, to start reframing the things that make us unhappy and even health challenges. Let's say you deal with clinical depression. That again is something that's manageable. Um, it might impact your happiness different than it is for your spouse or your friends or other people, but it's still manageable. You have to choose to manage. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good take. Well, well, hey, thanks so much for being on the Friday Habit and, and sharing 
uh, these happiness principles with us. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate having you on the show. No, thank you guys so much for having me. I, I hope we stay in touch. Yes, for sure. Hey, and thank you so much for listening to The Friday Habit. Uh, if you go to thefridayhabit.com, there you'll find show notes for this episode. There you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit system that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review in the Apple Podcasts app. And if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, don't forget to record us a voice memo and send it to hello at thefridayhabit.com. Thanks again for listening. And remember, until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.